0: Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and extremely excited for today's episode. I'm going way back with a friend from high school baseball, uh, Jeremy Wolf, executive director of More Than Baseball and an Olympian athlete for the Israeli baseball team. Uh, Jeremy has done some incredible work so far with his organization and uh, post his playing career on the field. Now, we'll get into that. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having Pardon me. man. appreciate it. It's a long time Absolutely. coming. It's
0: about time, honestly. It, it, you know, there's, there's always the right time for everything, <laughs> right? So uh, I'd like to say this is a great time to to have you on the podcast. And, you know, we, we started with, um, you know, Fred Clare being one of our co-hosts and uh, being a GM of the Dodgers and and having some vast baseball history, and so it it's it's only right to have uh, someone like yourself with with what you're doing, um, and being a former player on it, it, it'll be a fun conversation.
1: Yeah, it better be. They don't pay me to have boring conversations. So <laughs> <laughs> any conversation with Jeremy Wolf is never boring. So
0: let's just get let's get into it. It's true. Uh, Jeremy, give us give us a quick uh, rundown of kind of. Your playing experience and and ultimately how you got to where you are with with more than
1: baseball. Yeah, I played. Uh, well, we played high school baseball together in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, at the world renowned Chaparral. Uh, I had no looks out of college other than a walk on spot at the University of Utah. It was the only one I wasn't smart enough to get into other schools. My SAT wasn't that good, <laughs> um, but Utah was like, "Hey, we want you to play here," and I go, "Cool, like scholarship," and they're like, "No." Like, you might play your senior year. I go, I'm going to go somewhere else. Like, I had the, I had the understanding of I'm just going to go where I can play. Um, about a week before the season ended, senior year of high school, I got a phone call from Trinity University, which is a Division three school I had never heard of before uh, in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, my friends had said that they're good. There was an, a kid, a, you know, a year or two above us who was looking at going there. So a lot of people, like, in our community kind of had heard of them. But Division three baseball... Never hit my radar. You know, as a high school kid, you're like, I'm going to go to Arizona State and it's going to be great and I'm going to play every game and whatever. But that's not the case. The best player I ever played with in pretty much ever, he was unbelievable in high school. One of the best hitters I've really ever seen. Just pure hitter. He went to Arizona State. He played four years at Arizona State and had 100 at-bats. I went to Trinity, played four years at Trinity, had – 600 career at bats in college, and then played three full summer balls and one in Colorado, the Colorado League, one in Coastal Plains League when I was in Virginia, and then one in the NECBL. So over a thousand at bats in four years of college, like that's a lot of experience. And so I played well when, it, you know, when scouts were there and when people were watching, and we got to the national championship. We won the national championship my senior year. Got there my junior year. So people around the country, scouts around the country, knew who we were. We had a lot of you know pitchers who were were good enough to be pro guys. It's just the competition. Division three is really good at the top. You know a good D three can beat a a good D one. It's baseball. You know anything can happen. But um, D three doesn't get the best rap because you know you move down the ranks and you know a middle of the road division three can't compete. And so it's it's hard sometimes in conference when you know you go to I hate to crap on Schreiner, but sorry Schreiner like. Um, it was hard to play, you know, uh, you know, you're going from top competition division three to then playing a, a team that couldn't beat our high school, you know? So the um, division three doesn't get the best rap, but I, you know, I was in front of scouts and and played well and, and got drafted in the 31st round by the New York Mets in 2016. Um, played two years with the Mets until I got injured. Uh, I had a herniated disc in my back. So I played two years of short season. Uh, my my only spring training, my one and only spring training, Tim T. was my locker mate. So that whole Tim Tebow's taking away someone's job kind of thing, like I was in the middle of that. (laughs) Uh, I was going to move up to Columbia, hopefully. There were a a handful of outfielders who had the opportunity. But, um, you know, I stayed down in extended. Uh, So if you know minor league baseball, March is unpaid. Spring training is unpaid. And then extended spring training is unpaid too. March, April, May, half of June is unpaid. And then you get paid when your season starts. And so not making short season really – Uh, not making a full season roster took my year earnings from, it was going to be around $7,000 to, uh, $3,000. Um, and so I had to buy my own housing, my own food, my own equipment, uh, things that I needed, the, the team wasn't able to provide. I'm sure they wanted to, I'm sure front office staff was trying to get things that would help us, but there was no structure of support there to help develop minor league baseball players. So I get injured at the end of Brooklyn in 2017. Um, There was nobody I could go to really to help me with my hospital bills. There was nobody I could go to to help me with that insurance claims. There's nobody I could go to to help me even schedule appointments or do anything. I had to do it all by myself with a a disc that was out of my spinal column. I was in a city that uh, luckily I had, my uncle lives in New York city when I was playing for Brooklyn. So luckily I had, he could go to a doctor with me or help me pay for a taxi ride to the doctor. But if I was in a place that, uh, I had never been, you know, or I didn't I didn't know anybody there. I would be on my own, right? The trainer has to work. There's one trainer for 30 guys on a team. He can't take care of you. The front office and the, the minor league team isn't going to take care of you. There was no system of support there for players. So then I get released about a week, a-, a month after surgery. I couldn't even walk yet to pick up my phone. I got the phone call. I was like, hey, Jeremy, like, thank you for your time and your service at the Mets. We're going to have to move on. And, and that was it. There was no – there was nothing, right? They don't say, okay, now you're going to speak to this person. They're going to help set you up. They're going to help build you a resume. They're going to help you transition to life outside of baseball. There was nothing. And so when I look back at my time, obviously, very thankful for the opportunity to play for my home, my favorite team. I love the New York Mets. Uh, unfortunately, I love the New York Mets. But there were times playing for the Mets that – um I knew the system in place could just be better. And we built more than baseball. Myself, Slate Heathcott, who played for the Yankees, 10 years in their system, um, played a year with Oakland and a year with San Francisco. And Simon rosenblum Larson, who was a junior draft pick out of Harvard, plays for Tampa currently in the minor leagues. We built more than baseball as a place not to argue about the low pay and and everything that's happening minor league baseball it's a place to build a community around players showing the value that baseball has in these communities and create an infrastructure for guys to succeed on the field off the field during their career and after their career so we talk about baseball the right way we do things the right way we want to work with every single team possible we want to work with the Dodgers. We've had conversations with the Astros. We want to talk to uh, the Yankees. We want to be in baseball because we can fill in the holes of their player development. And so when people talk about the success that we've had, we've had success because of how we speak about baseball. If you love baseball, you love us. And all we want to do is make baseball a more welcoming, inviting place for minor leaguers to then succeed, right, to help the culture within the clubhouse and the locker room and the front office, um, but work with these minor league communities on – bringing out the, the value that baseball has showing that minor league baseball players have value in this system and then try to set them up for success uh, during and after their career, set them up in a job after. And so uh, that's, that's my journey in baseball was always being overlooked. And so as a minor leaguer, I understood that and I'm trying to bring power back to the minor leaguer by showing with power, there's power in numbers. And so if we build a community around these players, there's so much that can happen if we all work together to make it a more welcoming place. Um, happy employees play, perform better at their job. Happy players will play better. You know, 12 out of 50. If you go 12 out of 50, you're hitting 240. If you go 15 out of 50, you're hitting 300. So the difference between uh, 240 and 300 is three hits. It's that simple. And, 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 re- and released or staying on the team. It's the difference Probably. between below average and above average. Is three hits. So if we help a kid get a mattress, if we help him eat better, if we help him sleep better, if we help him think better, we help him and his family. Can we get three hits? Can we get? Can a pitcher get three more strikeouts in an outing? Can he recover better? And if he recovers better, he thinks better, he feels better, he's going to play better. And if they, if you play good, they pay good. (laughs) No doubt. I mean, I, I, it's, it's interesting, right? Like you always
0: kind of. I'm a big believer that everything in life happens for a reason. And I think it's not, um, you know, the things that you're necessarily fortunate for or blessed with or whatever it might be. It's, It's how you react to life. Right. And so when, when things happen to you, it's how you react to it and how you deal with it. And And, you know, for someone in your situation, you could have been poor me, why me, I got injured, this, that, and whatever. But you said, no, I'm going to try and figure out how to get back. I'm going to try and make other players' experiences better. I'm going to try and help those who could achieve something that I wanted to, but I couldn't, right? And I think that says a lot about not only yourself, but, you know, what you guys are trying to build and and trying to help uh, others. So if someone says, well, Jeremy – how, how are you going about partnering with people or, you know, how do you make money? What's your business? What, what are some of the insights you can provide
1: as to how
0: others can help you help others?
1: Well, I, I'm a firm believer in you create your own luck, right? So in my instance, I'll take the contrary to what you said about everything happens for a reason. Sure, I got, I got hurt for a reason, so I could do this, was work. I'm, I wake up every day excited to help minor leaguers, excited to help baseball grow. I'm happy about that. But instead of waiting for Major League Baseball to change course, instead of waiting for major leaguers to bring in minor leaguers into the MLBPA, instead of waiting, we decided to take two years of our life to build more than baseball so that we can be in the exact position that we're in now which is working on a national scale working with a handful of MLB clubs working with the PA working hopefully soon with major league baseball and providing these resources for minor leaguers that's that's where we've been successful is because we're really persistent and we know exactly what we're doing and we know exactly what we're doing is going to make baseball a more welcoming and better place for players and fans it's simple as that so we make we're a nonprofit Um, but we don't act like a nonprofit. We're not a charity, right? We're, we're finding solutions to a very, a a really, truly devastating problem. The, the problem is these guys don't get paid much legally. They're legally exempt from making a minimum wage. You can sue as until the cows come home. and there's a lawsuit currently going on right now in the state of California against Major League Baseball. That lawsuit, if they win, won't necessarily change anything. They might win. There might be back pay given to players who um, had played minor league baseball and were in in the class action suit, but it won't necessarily change minor league baseball. And so we saw the lawsuit was happening. We said, what can we do to affect the lives of a player today? Well, with more than baseball, he's able to access housing, food, affordable housing, food, equipment, career services, financial guidance, mental health coaching, nutrition coaching. A lawsuit can't do that. And so we've taken the position of just being – the day-to-day support that players need at that level. Um, unionization, it's, the, it's always a hot-button issue in something like this. And we, we knew really early on it just wasn't possible. It's just, it's not possible to do that because there's such an influx of players every single year coming in and out of, of baseball that you can't get a foothold because players live in fear. There's no alternative for them to go to. Um, and we knew that if we tried to do that, we would not be able to affect the daily lives of players because players would be afraid to work with us. And so we've been really successful in the two years that we've done this. We have over 1,500 players in the organization. We've brought in over $600,000. We've distributed over $300,000 in our player grant program, funded by Adam Wainwright, Daniel Murphy. Um, Sean Doolittle of the Nationals, a bunch of Nationals players, some Rockies guys too. Notable names in baseball have donated to the player grant program because minor league baseball players are kind of sh- shit out of luck right now. They don't have their, – their, their uniform player contract was pulled, which means they're, they can file for unemployment, but in a lot of states they can't file for unemployment. So they have to file for a special unemployment called Pandemic Unemployment. And so the teams weren't giving them any resources. And so we built our own, right? We built a resource, MILBunemployment.com, with Driveline Baseball, uh, with um, MILB Advocates, a bunch of our baseball life. There's so many people in this space trying to make baseball better. Um, And we've been at the forefront of this entire Movement because we're show, we're showing we're being that example of change, right? We're not ruffling feathers. We want to work with everybody in baseball to make it better. And so, people with baseball nonprofits come work with us. People within front offices, we can help your team um, develop talent better. It's as simple as we are saying as three hits a month. <laughs> it's that easy. Yeah, I mean, you you can help you can help, when, you can help you, culture in that way, and so it's it's a no brainer really. When you simplify it, right? It's you know, if
0: if you're trying to do the same thing as five others, but you all just partner up and put your heads together, you can accomplish a lot more than you can all five separately, right? And it's, and it's that idea of each person or each organization or each um, mission has something different to offer. So what are some of the examples of, of partners that you you're working with, whether it's um, equipment, whether it's the, the career services, whatever it might be
1: that can all pitch in in their own way. Royal bank of Canada, RBC, uh, has come on board to help support the mental health program. Birdman bats is giving their bats at a discount. Clean athlete is a protein company, NSF certified, and it's giving their, their, their supplements at a 60% discount. Um, there are people in this space that want their product, A, to be in front of professional athletes, which is incredibly valuable for them and their brand. But B, there are really good people in a lot of companies that want to help. Pro Capita Partners is our financial guidance partner. They are giving their financial guidance for free. They're, they're professional athletes. They're formed by professional athletes, and they only – work with professional athletes. And so every, everybody we bring in has a strategic, there's a strategic emphasis to why we partner with certain people. We don't ask McDonald's unless we have a strategic need to do that. Uh, we wanna work with people who want to be in this space to make minor league baseball more affordable and easier and, and better for the athletes, better for the communities, but also wanna work in that youth space as well. We're starting our Grinders Baseball Academy. Um, so that we can help employ minor league players, current and former to be coaches to run camps um, we have we have the ability to do this in America, in the Dominican in Venezuela. Uh, my contact my connections in Israel have been great. I was there the last six months trying to set some stuff up um, there's baseball's growing in Africa, especially South Africa Australia is growing, and so with these new cuts in minor league baseball, a thousand players just got released, the cutting short season, the draft shrank. Uh, from 40 rounds to five rounds this year for some reason, and then 20 rounds uh, in the, for the foreseeable future, less professional players means more opportunity for really good talent. Guys like me, or low-end D1 guys, or top D2 and D3 guys who won't get an opportunity to get drafted in the first 20 rounds, um, they can go play internationally. There's a really good league in Belgium. There's a really good league in Germany. Italy's got a great league. Australia is where they play, where minor leaguers play winter ball. Uh, Mexico's league is is really good and getting better. Uh, the Dominican winter league is awesome. Puerto Rico's got a great league. I know Korea and Japan are the top two leagues internationally. And so with more players who aren't going to play independent baseball or don't want to play independent baseball, who want to use their opportunity to go play internationally, have these experiences, not in Des Moines, sorry, Des Moines, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't. I would rather go play in Belgium than Iowa, right? Guys are going to want to use baseball as their ticket to having these incredible life experiences and more than baseball can help establish that.
0: Yeah. And and, and when you talk about after baseball, right, you want to, of course you want to try and reach the highest point possible, right. As a professional athlete, but you also have to realize at the same time to your point, there is more than baseball, right? There is, once you are done, how do you utilize that experience to help you be successful in whatever else it is that you do, whether it's working in sports, whether it's working in insurance or finance or banking or whatever it might be Um, coaching, right? There's a lot of guys that go into coaching, but when you think about ultimately the future of baseball, right? Stems from the youth and ultimately continues to grow through the ranks Um, what are some of the things that you're focused on from a more than baseball perspective um, as you continue to expand your partnerships grow your partnerships um, is it with the you know youth leagues uh, the perfect games of the world is it you know with the LA fitnesses of the world so that guys can go and work out uh, at their local gyms during the offseason because uh, and you can explain this obviously but you know, when when you were done playing in September, or the end of August, you also didn't have a job necessarily. You weren't getting paid post that until spring training. Well, you said spring training, you don't get paid either, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not getting paid very often. Uh, and sometimes you don't have baseball to play. You are training, but you might have to go find another job. Um, what are some of those things that, you, that you're looking at in the future?
1: We... We we know that minor league baseball is really tough. I did it. It was really hard. My body hurt all the time. I was I was overweight. I was stressed out. My my mind hurt. My body hurt. I <laughs> I was afraid of getting released every single time I went to the ballpark. Like you live in fear, and you and you you're not set up for success after you're done playing because you have to spend so much of your time and energy when you are right, and so. The season's seven months long, March to September. And the structure of minor league baseball is more, it's individual, right? Winning doesn't matter in minor league baseball. You get a bonus for making the all-star team. You don't get a bonus for making the playoffs. You're in a locker room with guys, Latin and international and American, who you hope he gets hurt. You hope he does bad. Because if you play better, you're going to get pulled up before him. And so you're already on an island by yourself. You're already alone. Then put together, you know, the organization wants you to do things their way, not what made you successful, but you have to do it the, the Mariners way, right? You have to do it their special way. Um, coaches, uh, a lot of the times won't allow you to kind of work on things. You have to do it their way. And so you will go back to the hotel and you're like, all you do is think about how you did that day. You have nothing to fall back to. You have no hobby. Guys aren't told to have a hobby. Guys aren't told to start a side business, even though as a professional athlete, it's valuable to have a side business because you can use your platform as a professional athlete to grow that business. Absolutely. And so when we, when we look at the environment, it's already not conducive to mental and physical health. It's, it's, the travel's bad. The food is bad. You're getting paid uh, an immensely low amount of money. $45 in short season, all the way up to $85 per game in AAA. So you're making between 3000 and $10,000 per year. Major league baseball is actually going to, because of the cuts, they're going to have more money to pay the guys that are left over. So next year is going to get a 25 or 50% increase in salaries. whoop the freaking do. Okay. It's a start, but it's not the end all be all. So I still have to be here doing this work because 27 year old, 28 year old, drafted as a junior, didn't finish his college degree. Okay. Or a college senior who gets drafted didn't sign for a lot of money. Or a high school guy played eight to 10 years in professional baseball, hasn't gone to college, isn't going to go to college because um, if you get drafted out of high school, the team doesn't pay for your college tuition. You get that money taken out of your signing bonus to then put towards college when you're done. So, what can we do as an organization to help set these guys up for success while they're playing? Well, help them finish their degree, help them do under undergrad online courses, obviously because of this are going to be more prevalent. Pretty much everything's going to have online courses now. Can we help get this kid a master's degree? Can we help this kid get a, a good job or an internship in the off season, help him get a gym in the off season so that he can continue to train so that he can make money so that he can have a life outside of baseball Cause if you focus your time outside of baseball, he's going to have the opportunity to focus more of his time on baseball. Right. If I am thinking about mm-hmm. baseball 24 seven, I'm not going to perform at my job as well as if I use baseball as a release or use baseball as a place to continue to have fun. At the end of the day, it is a game, but the, the development, the system of the development right now isn't conducive to playing that game at a high level. And I was tired, frankly, I'm tired of seeing 28-year-olds with nothing on their resume, just go into coaching, even though that's not what they want to do, but that's the only thing they're qualified to do. And so they know how to. Or they know it's the only thing they know how to do, right? And they don't want to, and so they just go wherever their girlfriend lives, or they go back home and they try to set their life up at 28, when everyone in their social circle is making 80 times more (laughs) money than them, and. Uh, yeah, they got to play professional baseball, but I was tired of seeing it as a detriment and we need to look at it as a, as a positive. What can we as an organization, what can we as a community do to help support players? So having, you know, our companies who come partner with us, having internship opportunities available, um, bringing in a LinkedIn or a jobs.com or a, um, you know, a, a job platform to help guys, bring in a Gold's Gym to help employ guys, bring in RBC who wants to do an internship and mentorship program. Like, there is a tremendous amount of value in that. And I, major league players, MLBPA, MLB, there's nothing you can say about more than baseball that's like, oh, you know, look what they're doing. Oh, boo-hoo. It's look what we are doing to make baseball a more welcoming and better place for all that play it. And there's value in speaking about any business that way. It's it's a finite versus infinite mindset. Our infinite mindset is we want to make baseball a more welcoming, inviting, better place. Finite would be let's get these guys paid more. Sure, you double their pay. They're still going to have all of these problems. But we have to look at it uh, both intrinsically and extrinsically. We have to look at it both socially and economically. We have to look at it at all these different angles because – each partner, each person can provide so much towards the community. We have to leverage that as much as, as much as possible.
0: You know, I think as you're talking about all this, it's, it's, you're at any point in time, whether it's high school, college, post-college, you're taught to try and whether you're at work or, you know, school, whatever it might be, you're always taught to just try and get better every single day and, I commend you for what you are, your 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 whole organization's doing, yourself, the time that you've put into it, the effort, the energy, um, you know, the resources, and, and I really commend on what you're doing. If someone wants to help you, you know, if they're listening to this and they go, "I got a connection, I got, I need to connect Jeremy with so and so," how can they do that, and how can they help the mission of ultimately, just like we all are in in the business of sports, trying to make a better platform for those out there. Uh, to pursue their dreams and ultimately, um, you know, see success out of it and
1: then help others. They can go to org. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, MTB underscore ORG. We have two different programs going on right now. Right now is a player grant program. There are uh, thousands of, of athletes we're going to be able to support with, with this right now, we just sent out, uh, close to a hundred thousand dollars. I think today to guys who qualified, it's a need based system. So guys do qualify on, on this grant, um, you know, between high, medium and low priority, you know, a a gift to more than baseball will help support that. We can help do a camp or clinic in your community. Um, we are, we just partnered with Pudge Rodriguez uh, Hall of Famer for the... I think he went in with the Rangers. I don't think he went in with the Marlins. We partnered with um, other Puerto Ricans, Christian Vasquez, Javi Vasquez, um, and their section of the player grant program, if you donate to that special player grant program page, um, 25% of your donation goes to helping uh, Banco de Alimentos in as a food bank in Puerto Rico. Um, and so we're doing so much with all of these different players that the more like money's power, right? Money's opportunity. Money gives us the ability to impact so many people with the game of baseball. Right. And that's just, that's the ultimate reason why I do this is because baseball gave me everything. Gave me all my friends. We're friends because of baseball it gave, me, right. it gave me all of my experiences, my college, well, I pay for my college degree, but it gave me a national championship. It gave me the ability to represent Israel, the ability to be an Israeli citizen. Baseball gave me everything. And so we have to allow people the opportunity to play baseball, not based on their economic standing, right? Baseball should not be a game where the rich are going to play, which it's becoming more and more expensive to play in America. We need to get rid of that notion that, that baseball is a rich game. It needs to come back to the people because the top, the best talent will come out of the people, not just the people who can afford it. Um, And so I want everyone to have the opportunity in baseball like I did, right? I wasn't a good athlete. We we know this. I wasn't a good athlete, but um, I could hit. And so because I hit, I was able to have these experiences, right? And so I want a kid exactly like me, who is a good who is a good baseball player, but can't play any other sport to be able to perfect his skill in one thing. And, you know, when we look at it that minutely and that infinitely, we have the ability to be incredibly successful because it's not about this overwhelming change of whatever. It's where can we make our biggest impact from the Little League to high school to college and professional and make baseball a better place in America and internationally.
0: You know, I, I didn't have the playing success that you did. I, I went to a D3 school just as you did, but got hurt my sophomore year. And that was, you know, I figured out how to throw a submarine and played a little bit more into grad school. And that was about it. But when you think about what you what you mentioned with baseball gave you everything, you know, I would argue similar to, to myself. Um, you know, it, it gave me the foundation of, uh, everything, a lot of what of what I've learned, and then taken into the business of sports, right? The competitiveness, the teamwork, the resiliency—all of the things that you learn. And so, I think uh, to your point, and ultimately the mission of you know helping others to help others, and the and the train will continue uh, as as those connect with with people in which um, you know ultimately uh, can can help make change. Um, so. Jeremy, really appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, continue to support you along the way. Definitely want to have you back on the podcast to, to talk about uh, the changes down the road in the future. And nonetheless, I mean, gosh, I really hope we get, get there. But 2021 Tokyo, uh, good luck. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you hit a couple dingers. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time. And and again, more than baseball, Jeremy Wolf, uh, appreciate it.